Before we move ahead to next season, we need to take a look back to learn from this season so that we don't repeat it. First up, the guards. Hey, Pack, let's go. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Welcome in to the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I am your host. Joining me, as he does every Wednesday, is our guy, Coach Pack Kilby, right over there. We want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Pack, uh, I, I had a bunch of people yesterday uh, from today, yesterday's show, I should say, in the comments worried or concerned about me because I was, I was kind of talking like this and I was being really... Well, the truth is, we've got family staying with us. We got spring break going on, so I was in a different location in my in my house yesterday. I was trying not to wake people up, so I was kind of just doing one of these. But I really appreciate everyone's thoughts. Like people were genuinely like Isaac, brother. I hope you're okay. You kind of you're not bringing your energy. Uh, like you you look a little down. All is well. I'm riding the March, the March Madness high despite the Tar Heels not being in it. But seriously, everyone, thank you for your thoughts. Uh, today on the show, as I said, we're going to be looking at the backcourt from this past year. So we're going to start by talking about what they did well, what we liked, what things we'd like to see carried on into next season. We're then going to switch to talking about things that maybe, you know, less good things. Or you might go so far as to call them bad that we'd like to see changed or updated for next year. And then we'll finish with our unpacking it segment as we do every week with Coach Pat Kilby, where we talk about, okay, what would a coach want the backcourt to be working on this offseason ahead of next year? year and so we're going to be taking these shows in shifts with pack each of the next three wednesdays so today is the backcourt next week we'll do the same thing with wings and then mm, i could go for some wings right now pack and then two weeks from now we will do the front court and take a look back at them as well so pack let's just unpack who we're going to be talking about today remember this is just the guards uh, specifically the one and two we're not going to look at Anyone who plays specifically the three or Moonlights as a four or Moonlights as a two. So we're just talking about RJ Davis, Caleb Love, DeMarco Dunn, and Seth Trimble. Just those four guys today. And we'll get to the others in the coming weeks. So that is the scope of our conversation. Pac, let me start with you. What did you see from this quartet or maybe some of the individuals or the starting backcourt of the bench, you take it wherever you want to go first this year that you really liked. Yeah, I'll start individually, uh, you know, and, I, and I'll start with the bench. So DeMarco, pleasant surprise. Uh, Very pleasant. I thought, <laughs> thought he was better than what I originally thought he was going to be. In fact, I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to improve. I think he could be a really key piece for us next year. Uh, I really like Trimble. 
he leaves some things to be desired offensively for now. Uh, but, man, he brings an, an edge defensively. And I think that that was something he did really well for us. Um, I, I think that RJ is just phenomenal, which anyone that listens regularly knows that I'm high on him. Um, I think he lacks some consistency this year. A lot of that was probably due to his finger and, and that injury that he had there. Uh, but, man, I think he's a really, really sharp player, um, especially when he's getting his teammates involved. That's when he's, that's when he's at his best. And then Caleb, uh, I think we can all agree this, this wasn't Caleb's best year, and that's not me uh, dragging his name through the mud because I'm a Caleb Lowe fan. Uh, I just don't That's think it the was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Caleb, he still did some good things. You know, he, he's streaky. He can score a lot in a hurry um, when he's on. Um, when, he, when he gets after it defensively, I thought he, he showed signs of being a pretty good defender when he wanted to. And, um, you know, he, he brings so much to the table like with his body and his frame and his ability to rebound, his athleticism. Uh, we just got to find ways to get it from him more consistently. So what, what about you? What do you think individually? The, the thing I liked, I, the biggest thing for me was the healthy version of RJ because it wasn't much, unfortunately. And it's that finger you just talked about. I know it's just one little thing. That's what, how long is a, an index finger? Four, three, four inches long. But th just that one little thing, because a, a shooter's touch is so dialed in that even something as small as the tape around it can affect you so much. And at the, the two main sections when that tape came off this year, my man was straight lights out. And I firmly, pack. I firmly believe that had RJ not had that injury, he would have been a first-team all-ACC player, and I firmly believe that that would have been good for anywhere from two to four more victories from Carolina this year, and I don't think that's me overselling that. Folks, if you're listening or watching and you think that's me overselling it, please let us know, but I really don't think it is because you saw, I, I, I mean, he was just literally, literally over 50% from three in those games when he was healthy. That that five-game stretch there at the very end of the season, and then that stretch kind of right around the middle of the season before he re-injured it against Syracuse. And so that was the biggest thing. I thought RJ had the biggest leap forward because he had some great things last year, but I thought he took an even bigger leap this year. And then the second is the thing you mentioned, which off the bench, which is DeMarco. Just – how many times have we said it and owned it, but DeMarco, from what we expected his role to be this year to what it actually was, I'm so proud of him and his development. I'm so proud of the fact that he didn't transfer last offseason and that he stuck around. I'm very hopeful that he realizes his worth to this team and stays around for next year because I, I think there is another big leap he could take for what junior DeMarco Dunn will be. As for Seth Trimble, I I am so proud of, like you said, there are some def deficiencies, particularly with shooting, but I love that any time he was called upon, he was going to give the best of what he was able to give this year, whether that was that ball hawking man-on-man -man defense, whether it was being like his distribution to Armando or his willingness to make a good entry pass. 
was something that we didn't really see from any of these three other guards that we're talking about, at least the volume that he did it with. And so I'm excited to see what a year of development this offseason can really do for him next year. I still don't think he'll be a great shooter next year, but I think he will take a step forward. And as for Caleb, it's very similar to what you said. I thought, um, obviously, he didn't shoot as well this year as he did last year. The, the hot streaks were shorter, but I thought there were more moments of really good decision-making, more so than he had had his first two years. I, I still think there could be longer stretches of that, and, and I'm hopeful for that if indeed he does come back. like We've both guessed that Caleb will probably move on, but who knows? pack who knows at this point he very well could be back in chapel hill next year and if so i i would expect to see even longer stretches of that so individually that that is what i'm looking at from what was good with this unit uh anything else from you on the on the good side of things uh either um groupings or other things before we move on you know one positive that i really just thought about was you know the fact that you know, this year it wasn't the best. We can all agree on that. But, you know, there's a, there is a chance that we have all four of these guards back next year. I think at the very least we have three of the four back. In today's mm-hmm. college basketball world, that's not really heard of. And, that you know, that could be a huge difference for us next year is just another year of experience for DeMarco, another year of experience for uh, Tremble. RJ continuing to, to get better and better and better. And when healthy, he's an elite first team, all ACC type player. And then, you know, if Caleb sticks around and gets a little bit more consistent, then man, I'm just telling you, our backcourt could be extremely, extremely explosive on the offensive end. And then I think if given the right scheme and things, I think we could be really good defensively too. So Ooh. I really like that. There's some positives there with that. That's a great point about the defense. I would love, especially just with how, how the Tar Heels seem to be running their offense now under Coach Davis, I'd like to see the defense take a step forward, and I think they're capable of that. Um, I'd also, I want to agree with what you said about three of the four guards coming back, because here's how I see it playing out. If Caleb decides to leave, I think the other three stay, and you bring in Simeon Wilcher, and there's your four. If Caleb decides to stay, I wouldn't be surprised if that forced out DeMarco, perhaps, right? Like knowing that, because I I just can't see a backcourt that's got all four of those returners plus Simeon Wilcher coming in. Like, I just don't see that going well next season. Uh, because unless, unless maybe Coach Davis adapts and we go to a three-guard system. Ooh, I can get behind that. I love it. Yes, I loved it when we employed that this year. And I think a lot of it will depend on what he's able to find at the wing position in the transfer portal. Like if he's able to bring in some kind of just dude who can just bomb from three, then I I think it would be two and then a a wing and a four and a five. But yeah, man, that, that has very real possibilities on it. And frankly, I I'm very in favor of it as I was last off season pack. We need to move on to the flip side of this. Some things that we saw this year that we'd like to see the Tar Heels improve on. I think there are several things, but let's we'll hone in on those. And we're going to do that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one 
thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win so download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use and then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and three pointers drain so make sure you check out all of the FanDuel lines for this weekend's sweet 16 matchups plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on again that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn all about it make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba okay pack let's turn our attention back to this we started with backcourt yay what were things that we saw this year that were good and now let's turn our attention to Backcourt, not so yay, <laughs> of either individually or collectively, things that we would like to see the backcourt improve on ahead of the 2023-24 basketball season. Let me toss it to you to start as we did with the last segment. Yeah, so I'll hit it individually and then uh, collectively, and then I'll pass it off to you. But Perfect. You know, individually, um, I'm going to start with DeMarco again. Um to me, I think he's a solid defender. I really do. Um, where I would like to see him improve, and this might sound crazy because I think everybody thinks he can shoot it pretty well, but some of the other things I think he could do offensively with his athleticism and his explosiveness, getting stronger, putting some weight on, becoming a little more explosive, and just adding that dynamic to his game of being able to attack the rim and mm. get strong finishes and uh, even just become – more consistent as a shooter and becoming a consistent part of the offense. I think that would be huge. And we all know, even if, you know, he maybe he's starting, but if he's coming off the bench, which is what I anticipate, we could desperately use bench scoring and somebody that can come off that bench and, and, and put the ball in the hole and provide some life for us. So that's something I would like to see him improve on. Um, when you get to Trimble, obviously he needs to improve offensively. There's really not much to complain about with him defensively. I mean, the kid's just uh, a, a workforce on the defensive end. He's as strong as they come. He's got just incredible leaping ability to, to contest around the rim. Uh, but to me, I think he needs to improve in his shooting. Um, and then also in some, some of his decision-making, I thought at times he got sped up a little bit and maybe did some things he wouldn't yep. typically have done. Uh, but that's that's to be expected. He's a freshman playing at the highest level uh, in college basketball. So to me, those are some things I think that naturally he will improve on and then things he needs to work out. When you get to, to Caleb, uh, just like you mentioned earlier, can consistent stretches of good basketball. Hmm. Um, that to me is really important for him. Uh, and, and in particular, shot selection. I thought he did a much better job this year of not turning the ball over as much. But I think the big thing for him is going to be, uh, can you take the right shots in the right moment? So that's something that, uh, you know, to me stands out with him. And then defensively, he's got to get better. Uh, just guarding the basketball, keeping the ball in front, and, uh, you know, being consistent on that end, even when – you know, his, it's not going well for him on the offensive end. I think that's something that's big for him. And then RJ, 
to me, there's no, I know this might sound a little bit biased, but he is my favorite guard we have. But to me, there's not a lot for him to improve on uh, other than I guess you could say consistency. But really, I thought a lot of that had to do with um, his injury. You know, I think he would have been pretty consistent if it wasn't for that. But if I have to get picky with RJ, one thing I will say is I want to see him improve his tempo. Uh, I want to kind mm. of that Carolina basketball, getting the ball down the floor. And it's not always that he doesn't, you know, run it down the floor. Sometimes I just think there's opportunities to pitch the ball ahead, and he doesn't. Yep. And, you know, maybe maybe that's not him. Maybe that's Hubert. Maybe he doesn't want to do that as much, and he wants to set people to death and run their sets. And, you know, I don't know. But I would like to see that from him. So that's my thing for him. And then overall, uh, from our guard play, I think we need more <laughs> consistency and more leadership. Uh, how many times this season did it feel like we had a lead and we squandered it or we had a chance to make make a run or take a lead and we squandered those opportunities? And a lot of it was bad shot selection. Yep. Some of it was turnovers. And yep. some of it just flat out not doing a very good job of running offense. It was real stagnant. And so I would like to see us get better leadership and consistency from just our guard play as a whole. What do you got? Um, man, that's great stuff. First off, Pac, and right there with you. Like, I, I just want to see Carolina continue to value the basketball really well. The turnovers overall, I thought, were down this year, but just a lot of wasted possessions at key critical moments where Carolina could have extended leads had they valued things more. Uh, I'll start in the same way you did. I'll, I'll go to DeMarco Dunn. I'll just try to add things that you didn't say. I'd like to see him, particularly if Coach Davis does go to a three-guard lineup. I think he is the biggest potential for moving into like a leaky role. Um, a leaky role who's a better shooter. I'm not saying DeMarco is going to start at the three or anything like that, but I could see moments where in a three-guard lineup, he is the three because he's from a height-wise perspective perspective the biggest of these guys and he he's rangy you've heard coach davis talk about how much he likes demarco's defense i think with his athleticism and i mean it's it's sne he's sneaky athletic right and so i think there's so, some stuff he could bring there and so i'd love to see him just continue to grow in confidence and to own the things that he does really well for Seth Trimble, uh, just plain and simple, shooting. I'm not expecting him to be a 35% three-point shooter last next year. But I'd like to see him be someone who is who is confident enough to take the shots and makes it at least enough, like 30%, to where defenses have to honor it, right? Um, and so that that's just shot after shot after shot all summer long. And he might not be to that point till his junior or senior year, but now's when you start laying that foundation for it. For Caleb, uh, you talked about decision-making with his shooting. So I'll talk about a different type of decision-making. I'd like to see, we saw, sh mm, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We saw moments, I'll say, of this this year, but I want to see him get to the line even more, meaning I want to see him penetrate even more so that he can get fouled and get to the free throw line where I expect him to raise his percentage back up next season. It was down this year, but he's so good attacking that um, it defenders really have to back off a little bit 
And then once he opens that up, then he can start finding some space along the three-point line. And so I want to see uh, Caleb attack more and get to the rim and then also make good, uh, even more better decisions with sharing and distributing the basketball. For RJ, um, the two things I'll say to go along uh, that I don't believe you talked about either of these. Number one is stopping penetration when he is a primary defender. Uh, just too many times. And and I, I don't want to use his height as an excuse in this. I think it's just not defensive um, shifting enough. I don't think it's that lateral. I think it's that lateral movement. And he's got the athletic ability to be able to do that. And, and so I don't know if it's like, hey, I'm putting in so much on the offensive end that I can't spare that energy defensively. I'm not sure what it is, but I'd like to see RJ ratchet that up a couple levels um, going forward. And then same thing with Caleb. I, I, I know RJ is little and getting in there amongst the trees is hard, but I want to see him get to the rim even more so that he can get to the line anymore. The guy who's the leading free throw shooter in the entire ACC and one of the top free throw shooters in Carolina history. Like, let's get him to the line as often as possible. And so I'd like to see that for RJ as well. And like, if there, it's just hard because it is not the natural inclination for he or Caleb. But when I go to the collective of this group of the backcourt, I just want to see more sharing the ball. I want to see more ball movement. I want to see less ISO ball. I want to see more assists. Let's get that assist ratio back up over 50%. And then secondly, more role definition. And this is something you harp on a lot, Pac, but I think is something that I I just feel like the more defined the roles are between who is the main playmaker or play initiator, maybe would be an interesting way to put it, and who is the main two. And then let's just know that well, because I think it helps um, this team really move forward. I I think back a couple years ago for football where um, Michael Carter – and the the backfield, they just knew when each other was coming in and coming out, and it allowed them. There was just like a trust. I'd if, if Caleb and RJ are still running the backcourt next year, I'd love to see that trust, similar to what Michael Carter and Javante Williams had that year, right? Um, I, I just like that type of thing is where if they're going to both be back for a fourth year, let's see that bloom into fruition. Pack anything else before we move on to unpacking it. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So you and I both agree Caleb and RJ need improvement on the defensive end, stopping yeah. penetration, all that. How much of that, and you alluded to this earlier, how much of that, in your opinion, can be attributed to the fact that they're playing a ridiculously high amount of minutes? I would say – 75 to 80%. I would agree. Um, I, I think that they're in great shape. They're in great condition or they coach wouldn't even be trying to have them out there that much. But in order for them to carry the offensive load that they had to at times last year, because essentially it's them and Armando, right? Like there's just so many games when Pete isn't doing it and so many games when Leaky isn't doing it, that it really is dependent on those three guys. And so I I think it's two things for me. You need another score. You need a fourth score, similar to what the Tar Heels had last year with Manic. And you need more bench minutes. It doesn't have to be a ton more, but I think at least some more. 
allows them because because I don't want to ask them to do less offensively. I want the offensive moments they spend to be more efficient. And then I want them to be able to give a higher defensive effort because they know that someone's coming in to spell them. And then they don't have to do everything offensively because they know that there's a fourth option alongside of them and Armando. What do you think? No, I, you nailed them on the head. I totally agree. I don't even have anything to add. Perfect. It ain't often folks, but every now and again, shade comes through with it. That's a great pack. Seriously though, that is a phenomenal question you just asked. And I think one that we'll probably end up spending a good bit of time on this off season as we look ahead. So, Folks, to wrap the show, we are going to move to our Unpacking It segment where we unpack something with Coach Pack Kilby. You get it, right? Yeah, I know you do. So what we want to look at is what is this offseason work for the guards and how do they bring in Simeon Wilcherwell to do some of these things that we've talked about? And we'll do that in just a second. Okay, Unpacking It with Coach Pack Kilby. Pack, here we go. If we want these guards to be able to step in and do different and new things, continuing on some things that they're already doing well, growing in them even more, and then changing or growing in some of the things that they haven't done well. If you are Coach Hubert Davis, bring them into your office and and tell me what you would say to these young men for this offseason. Well, first of all, I think the biggest thing that has to happen, even I'm going to take a little bit of a step back, before the conversation happens, the coaching staff needs to get together and they needed to figure out what direction we're going as a program. Okay. Let's assume we have everybody back. Simeon's coming in. The next thing that they need to do, once they have that direction, the, the role definition, it starts now. Okay. Hmm. I mean, in, in all honesty, it starts now. It doesn't start in, in October before the, right before the season starts. It starts now, and they need to sit down and they need to have those conversations. Here's your strengths. Here's your weaknesses. This is where we need to improve. But it doesn't stop there. It needs to be this is what we see you doing for us next year, and this is how we're going to get there. Hmm. It needs to be clear. It needs to be clearly defined, and everybody needs to be on the same page. That's where I feel like we weren't this year. There were no clearly defined roles. No one was on the same page. RJ and Caleb thought they were backpacking the whole team just wasn't a good, a good marriage for our guard play. Um, so we've got to, we've got to correct that now. And then, you know, I think when you pull them in, you know, you do, you, as a player, you self-assess. So you've got to, you, you're going to give them some say, Hey, wh- what do you think your strengths are? What do you think your weaknesses are? Where would you like to see yourself? And then Hubert's got to say, okay, this is where we see you. I agree. This is your strengths. This is your weaknesses. This is how we want to attack them. And you set goals. Hmm. You know, whether it's in the weight room, with uh, let's put this much weight on. Let's get let's get to this squat max. That way, you're becoming stronger. You're becoming more explosive. You're becoming quicker, more dynamic. Whatever it is, then you start looking at okay, Trimble, for example. You need to shoot the basketball better. What are we doing to fix that? You're going to get in the gym with with me or with, you know, whoever it is, and we're going to shoot 1,500 shots a day, game speed shots, and we're going to get better, and we're going to – there are going to be shots that we get within our offense so that when you step on that court with your teammates, you know, you know what your role is, but you also trust the work, you trust your preparation, you have the confidence to play well. So, to me, those that's what an offseason – that's how it starts, and that's what it should look like. 
And then it's up to, at that point, the players to buy into that, embody that, um, and then find ways to achieve those goals and get better so that we can have a cohesive group, you know, on the floor next year. And then, then the next part is on Coach Davis, you know. You got to trust the work you put in on the offseason. You got to trust your vision. And then you've got to trust them to actually play. We can't go back to these guys playing 36 out of 40 minutes. We've got to use all four or five guards that we have and make the most of them. So that's unpacking it. That's unpacking it. I think the biggest thing to me that was important that you said there is talking about the specificity of the goals. We can't talk in broad generalities of like, hey, you got to be a better shooter this next year it's like okay you've got to be a better shooter so here's what we're going to do to make that happen and you walk out with actionable steps to to progress towards that all offseason I, I think that's just such an important part of that conversation pack that's great stuff i love it and i cannot wait to have more of these conversations because i i think as disappointing as everything was this season let's put some perspective on it like it it gives you the hope and something to look forward to for next year, knowing like, man, this isn't how it's always going to be right there. There there's a new season ahead and there are things that, you know, are going to be, or at least I, I say, you know, that you hope are going to be better and different. I guess there are some unknowns certainly. And so we wait to see what all that will be great stuff. Looking at the backcourt, just as a reminder, next week, we'll do this same thing with the wings. And then two weeks from now, we will do the same thing with the front court. If you have questions or thoughts for either of these groups, send it in ahead of time so that we can be ready to answer it. Would love to be able to do that. But as for now, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Please don't forget to leave some reviews on Apple review. It helps the show so much you can follow us on twitter locked on heels follow pack at coach underscore k23 follow me at isaac shade you can email the show locked on tar heels at gmail.com would love to talk with you there don't forget to subscribe smash the like button and comment on the show and for your next listen check out the brand new show on the locked on network locked on college basketball where we bring you everything you need to know from all around the college basketball landscape. Sweet 16 games starting tomorrow night. Can't wait for that. Make sure you check out Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Really appreciate you hanging out with us today, talking Carolina basketball and these guards. Want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.